What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All righty. Welcome back to Shut Up and Ball. I am Aaron Chow, accompanied by Mr. John Harris, of course. And we are back doing the week 13 picks against the spread uh, for the NFL, of course. No other you know, league we're making picks for right now. Uh, but otherwise, um, obviously, time of recording is right before Thursday. Uh, so just going to keep our Thursday picks kind of brief. Oh, but before I... Well, I'll just do that right now because that was the less important part. Um, I'm going New England. John's going Buffalo. Spread is Buffalo favored by three and a half at New England. Um, but by the time everyone else seen this, it's already happened. So uh, I guess we'll see who's right because that's a difference off the bat. Um, and that will be big because last week, John went nine and seven. I went eight and eight. So John got a game back. So overall, uh, John's one game behind me. If you really want to know our records, I'm 89 and 91 going into week 13. John's going 88 and 92. So we're literally at the 500 lines, like literally two games off Well, me, John, a couple games off. So, um, of 500, but obviously John won behind me. So we're doing okay ish there. That's why we're good. We're not a gambling. Uh, but anyways, going to be obviously sharing the rest of our week 13 picks, uh, going now. And obviously, like I said, went with the Thursday games. So now we're going to jump to the Sunday games. Uh, starting with your division, John, a divisional matchup. Uh, two teams kind of trending in opposite directions, at least in recent weeks. Uh, going And it's going to be the Washington football team. Or sorry, Washington Commanders. I keep forgetting they actually found a name. Uh, they are favored by two and a half, going to uh, MetLife to play the New York Giants. Giants, uh, obviously, a couple tough losses. Uh, but regardless, though, who do you have between these two, John? Going with Washington or the Giants? I'm going to go with the Giants. I, I say it all the time. Divisional matchups, I tend to go with the underdog just because they're very close games. I think the Giants are also coming off a couple disappointing results. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like they're going to want to bounce back here. Didn't they? They lost to the Cowboys and then they lose to like the Lions the week before. Um, yes. Yeah. So like, you know, back to back losses. I think Dayball is a good coach. I think that. He's going to figure some stuff out here and at the very least keep it close. Wouldn't be shocked if this is like a one point game because it's once again, it's a divisional matchup. And I don't think these teams are that far off. Uh, also, the Giants are at home. So you kind of get that home field advantage. I don't know. I just I got a feeling this one's going to be like one of those super tight games. My hope is that if it is a super tight one, that the Giants can come out on top just for the spread here. Um, but regardless, I don't feel too confident in this game because I do think that like they're in interesting spots where like Washington is sort of ascending. They're figuring things out, but the Giants are sort of declining. They're getting, you know, a couple losses here. And so I, I don't know who's going to come out on top of this one, but I do think it's going to be tight. Yeah, I'm, I'm more following, you know, the, keep an eye on the trend for both teams. I'm going with Washington. Um, you see in recent weeks, Giants passing offense has been lesser than and then. I, I don't really put that all on Daniel Jones. It's just they've lost a lot of receivers and it's gone down. So it's really just Darius Slayton and then Richie James 
but probably Saquon's your best weapon. And I think Washington will be ready for that. Their defense has gotten better in recent weeks. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned before, Heineke doing solid. And the run games kind of found their way, too, with Brian Robinson, uh, the duo of him and Antonio Gibson. So, um, yeah, especially two and a half. I'm just going with Washington. I wouldn't be shocked if it's somehow kind of what you're saying is going to be a close game. It does scare me that way, but I'll take my chances and I am going with the Washington Commanders uh, to cover and win. So uh, another difference right there off the board for us. Uh, Now we're going over uh, to Minnesota where the Vikings, they are at home favored by three and a half hosting Mike White and the New York Jets. John, do you think the Mike White magic continues or will Minnesota take care of business? I think Minnesota should win this game, but I say should because Jets defense is just really good, man. Like they're, they're playing really well. And I think if Mike White doesn't turn the ball over, if he can keep things simple and just allow Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and all the different playmakers they have just kind of do their thing and the defense can hold strong, I think this can be another tight game. Uh, but I'm going with the Jets here because, I don't know, Minnesota, they're banged up in the secondary. Um, they're, they're, I don't want to get it too far into it, but there's some off-the-field stuff that just came out today about Justin Jefferson, uh, which shouldn't in- impact his playing time, but it could just be a distraction. Um, I, I don't know. There's just some things going on right now around the Vikings in terms of health and all this kind of stuff that I think maybe they're floundering just a little bit. They did have that get right game against the Patriots last week, but even then like the Patriots put up a ton of points on them and it was a pretty competitive one that could have been a lot closer to if that, you know, Hunter Henry ruling went another way. So I don't know. I I just feel like with the jets right now, they're playing hot. There's a lot of motivation behind this team, especially defensively to, you know, come out and perform. And I think that against the Vikings who, You know, if Jefferson dominates, like their offense looks really good, but when he doesn't, they sort of, I don't want to say they they get predictable, but like Dalvin Cook, he's had some inefficient games recently. Adam Thielen sort of occasionally steps up, Uh, but when Justin Jefferson's not really like dominating, they look beatable. Um, So I'm going to go with the Jets here just because I think that that defense is really strong. I'm also going with the Jets. Um, I think, the, I think the Vikings will win this one, uh, but you know, Vikings defense hasn't been uh, that hasn't been that great. You know, the, we saw New England kind of move the ball at them uh, for the most for the most part uh, last Thursday. So, yeah, I'm just factoring the Jets defense. Uh, you know, I think they'll limit the run game and you know make life tough in the passing game. But um, end of the day, I, I think Minnesota will pull it out. But hey, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets defense you know causes some havoc. They get a lead and they can just kind of sit on that lead and win this one out. So, yeah, it, it's it's one of those where I'm kind of glad I have the spread because a straight pick them might be a little tough or if it's a smaller spread like, you know, one and a half or, you know, point five, um, it might be a little bit tougher. But um, I'm going with the Jets here, kind of riding this, especially you mentioned the defense, riding this wave of momentum and they are talented too. So it's, it's just all adding up. So uh, we are both going with the Jets to at least cover that three and a half points. Uh, now we go to a very interesting matchup uh, between the Philadelphia Eagles at Philly. They are favored by four and a half, hosting the Tennessee Titans. Titans coming off that tough loss against the Bengals. Obviously, Philly you know, ran wild, literally, against my Packers Sunday night. Uh, so, John, 
you think the Titans can slow them down, kind of get back on the winning track here, or does Philly keep rolling? I think this is going to be a really interesting game because Philly has had some, I don't want to say questionable performances recently, but like some close nail biter kind of games. And the Titans are one of those teams that like when they get you into that kind of spot, Mike Vrabel, just he he's such a great coach that he can oftentimes come out on top in those situations. And I think that with Philly's run defense right now, the injuries they have along the defensive line, I think that Derrick Henry could have success here, which naturally I think can open up the passing game for Tannehill and Traylon Burks and Robert Woods and all those guys. So I think on the back of Derrick Henry's success, this pass game can be more efficient than it might normally would be if Philly was able to consistently stop the run because we know that Philly has a good secondary, uh, but even them, like they're they're dealing with injuries. I think Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson might not be playing in this one. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I saw he sustained an injury recently. Um, so I don't know. I, I just feel like the Titans, this this is a game where like the four and a half, I, I just feel like it's, it's a little bit too big for me. Like I could see them losing by a field goal. I could see them winning this game. There's just a lot of methods in which I could see them covering. Uh, and so I'm going to go with Tennessee here. Also, I know there's the added story of like the AJ Brown revenge game, but I do think that in the way that he left, because there was some very public demands and tweets and all that kind of stuff, there might be that extra motivation on the Titan sideline to ensure that he doesn't have that big sort of revenge game too. Cause I know in those revenge games, often we focus on the player, but I do think in this case, there there could be some ill will on the other side too, where like that motivates them a little more as well. So I'm going with Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going with Tennessee. I think kind of like I mentioned for the Jets, they're at least going to keep this game close, do typical Tennessee things. Uh, I think the defense matches up really well with uh, Philly's offense. They're, yeah, they have a really good run defense, especially the front four, and they do a lot of creative things on the back end and you've mentioned it especially in recent part you know pretty much the whole year though that you know it's nothing much over the middle so i imagine they're probably going to challenge Jalen hurts in the passing offense to do that um and you know that they have this is one of the better defenses in the league well especially well-rounded on both ends um on the flip side uh, you know Maybe not as much firepower as some other teams, but I think Tennessee will have success moving the ball. We've seen Traylon Burks, uh, you know, kind of have starting to gain some momentum in recent weeks. Him and Robert Woods, you know, Robert Woods still, you know, getting healthier and healthier off that ACL injury and probably just more acquainted with his offense. Um, and obviously there's still Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be... A, a typical Tennessee game. I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they win this game, uh, but I definitely think that they'll keep it close. I just don't foresee them, you know, I don't foresee Philly being able to blow them out. You know, kind of like, you know, I mentioned the Green Bay game. It was was a one-score game, but really Philly was in control the whole time. I don't think it'll be that easy this time for Philly as, uh, yeah, I believe Tennessee, along with John, will pose lots of problems for Philadelphia. So uh, we'll see how Philly will answer that matchup. Uh, but now we go over to Detroit, uh, where the Lions are at home. And they're also favored by one and a half, hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was an interesting spread. Maybe they're you know they Vegas has been kind of catching on to Detroit. They've been pretty good at home. You know, one before they lost the last game, they're on a three game win streak. You know, Jacksonville did get a big win against Baltimore, but you know, once again, maybe they believe in Detroit at home. Uh, John, who do you have between these two? And also, sorry matchup between the top two two worst teams of last year so a little interesting tidbit there yeah Trayvon Walker versus Aiden Hutchinson um 
I, I don't trust Detroit, even though they're at home. I think that their defense is just in a spot right now, which I, I believe Jeff Okuda also sustained an injury recently. I don't know if it's going to hold him out. He might play, but still something to be noted. Uh, I think their defense is going to be the problem here. Trevor Lawrence last week, big confidence builder, I think, for him. You come out, you win that game the way that they did. I, I think they carry that momentum at least into this week against a Detroit secondary uh, that is arguably the worst in the league so i don't know I, I just think that like christian kirk zay jones on the outside these guys can get winning matchups if etn plays that helps even more because you got the speed guy that you can use in your run game uh i, I just think that trevor lawrence off of last week i'm expecting another big performance here so i'm going with jacksonville i do think that detroit can have some success offensively um but i don't know i i, I just I trust Jacksonville's offense more in this matchup than I do Detroit's offense in this matchup because Jacksonville, although their defense isn't like elite by any means, they're like they're decent. Yeah, um, I'm going with Jacksonville also. Um, their offense is kind of a clicking. Trevor Lawrence had a really good game against Baltimore, and he's been solid for the most part this season. You know, it's, it gets, consistency in critical moments has been an issue for him, but, uh, but I imagine going from Baltimore to Detroit, like you already said, uh, Detroit's secondary, not that great, uh, definitely not that talented. So I think they'll have their way there. And on the flip side, does scare me a little bit. You know, Lions do have a good line, offensive line, patient with the run. I feel like they could pop, probably overpower the uh, the Jaguars' front seven. Um, but... I don't know, I'm just kind of banking on the fact that Jaguars maybe create some havoc on defense, maybe get a turnover, get a couple key stops. Uh, end of the day, I'm just more confident in the Jaguars and their weapons and who they have at this point in time. So I'm going with Jacksonville also, one and a half, basically kind of a pick them. Um, but yeah, I was a little surprised, like I already started off with, that uh, Detroit was favored. But hey, maybe, I guess technically on neutral field, they always say, you know, you get three points for being at home. So technically neutral field, Jacksonville's favored. Um, so John and I both going Jacksonville over Detroit, or at least maybe the, they cover that one and a half. Uh, now we go over to Baltimore, who just lost to Jacksonville. Uh, they the Ravens are at home. They are favored by eight and a half against the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson in the game coming off that tough loss against the Panthers. Uh, so both teams coming off a loss, but the Ravens trying to maintain their place in the wild AFC race and Denver's just trying to keep their season alive at this point. Uh, so who do you have here, John, between Baltimore and Denver? So this one was like one of the harder games of the week for me because Baltimore's just been in a lot of tight games recently and they've, they've had some disappointing performances, like even the win against the Panthers I think most people, despite you know the fact they won, would say thirteen to three was not a, a very inspiring result. Um, but Denver, on the other hand, is just they're really bad. It's, so I don't know. I don't know how to go with this one. So I just went with a coin flip, and I'm going with Denver because the spread is so large. Like I look at the last I don't know handful of games that the Ravens have played. Not even handful. Like if we look at most of their season, I think they've had one, two. Three, they've had four games that have been more than one possession games. And one of those games was uh, that game. Well, one of them was week one against the Jets. So 
you know, it's week one. And then the other one was uh, two weeks ago in that Ravens game where they only, or that Panthers game where they only put up 13 points. So I don't know. They just, they're in a lot of these tight games. Like they beat the Browns by three. They beat, they lose to the Giants by four. They beat the Buccaneers by five. They lose to the Jaguars by one. They beat the Bengals by two. Just all these kind of tight games that like, I feel like Denver's defense is at least good enough to keep it within a touchdown. So the eight and a half feels big for me. I'm going Denver. Don't feel confident in it because if Baltimore can hit like 24 points, Denver seems like they're kind of capping out at like 14, 17-ish range. So that'll get me nervous, but I'm trusting Denver's defense. 14, 17 might be generous. But anyways, <laughs> I think they've been like, they've been stuck at that 13 point mark for a lot of weeks. Uh, but which also just random note when Clint Kubiak, he has taken over the offensive play calling, I think now two weeks now, uh, he's actually, their offense has been averaging less points than they were when Hackett was calling the plays. So it's only been two games, small sample size, but still. Yeah. Um, so I'm, it's tough because, you know, Baltimore, you mentioned they haven't been as impressive in recent weeks. The offense has been lackluster and does help you going, they're going up against Denver, but, um, obviously pending, the J.K. Dobbins coming back. And if he isn't there, to still have Gus Edwards if he's active. I think Baltimore's run offense will be enough, uh, you know, to get their offense moving along. Uh, we saw Carolina had some success running the ball against Denver. You know, they stayed patient with it. Um, and then on the flip side, I just, you know, I just have no confidence in Denver's offense to do enough and take advantage of Baltimore. Baltimore's defense, too, has been quietly better you know getting better as season's gone along obviously they added you know Roquan Smith at the deadline and he's been helping uh shore up the defense so yeah I'm just you know just not not I'm not gonna put my eggs in the Denver basket eight and a half I know it's scary because yeah I am scared that you know it's just gonna be a 20 to 16 you know 17 13 type game uh but I just, yeah, I just have no confidence in Denver. And I think Baltimore might cover this one too. Uh, so I'm going with Baltimore. John's going with Denver, you know, to at least cover and maybe, you know, uh, but yeah, I think Baltimore will cover that eight and a half. So um, that is that one between us. That's also what the old AFC rematch from a couple of years ago, but uh, you know, they used to be a good matchup now, maybe not so much. Um, but now we go over uh, to see the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are favored by one and a half. I think it's one of the few times they've been favored in recent weeks. Anyways, uh, they're going to Atlanta. The you know the old cover kings. They haven't really been that in the last few weeks. Anyhow, John, who are you going with between the Steelers and the Falcons here? I'm going with the Falcons. Uh, the Steelers, I don't know. It could be just, I've, I'm to a fault. I just have this rule with them where like when they're the underdogs, I often take them when they're the favorites. I just feel uneasy. The Falcons and their run game. I think they're not going to be super turnover heavy. I don't think that with the limited amount that they pass the ball that they're going to allow like TJ Watt to control this game. Uh, and then on Pittsburgh side, like Najee Harris might not play. Benny Snell might not play. So the run attack might be Jalen Warren and, you know, your fourth string guy and Jalen Warren is even coming off an injury. I don't know. There's just a lot of concern in that run game. The offensive line I still have concern about. Um, and so I don't think that they're necessarily going to be able to expose Atlanta's defense as much as they might be if they're fully healthy. So I'm going with Atlanta. All right. Well, 
I'm going with Pittsburgh. Um, I have confidence, a little more confidence in their passing game. Kenny Pickett's been quietly been better you know, the last few weeks. Um, and on the flip side, I just don't have much confidence in Atlanta's offense. And you mentioned, you know, they're they probably lean on the run game. I think that helps Pittsburgh out because they make some one dimensional, probably throw a couple of crazy blitzes and concepts and maybe leave their guys on islands more uh, since, you know, they're not probably not afraid of Mariota dicing them up. So I, I just think that Atlanta is going to be forced out of those run situations, especially if they do fall behind. And like I mentioned before, just not very confident in Atlanta's passing game. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think that they'll be playing from a position of strength where they can sit on the run game for majority of the game. So uh, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Uh, John going with Atlanta. So another difference. We've already got four on the board there as we are both going opposite sides there. One and a half, basically kind of picking who's going to win at that point. But I think I have to go back and look. I wonder how many like one and a half point spreads like the underdog is actually covered. I have to go back and check because obviously our spreads are a little different than some. Uh, but uh, anyhow, now we go over to an NFC North divisional matchup. My team, Green Bay Packers. We are favored by three and a half going to the windy city of Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields may play. He did put in a, a full practice today as of Thursday. That's when we're recording this. So uh, trending towards him probably playing, which would be a big deal uh, for the Bears offense since we all saw Trevor Simeon last week against a good Jets defense. Uh, so, John, who are you going with here between my Packers and the Chicago Bears? I'm going with Chicago, and for one reason only, Green Bay apparently struggles against running quarterbacks. This might be a very small sample size, limited mindset of mine, uh, because I'm thinking back of like the Colin Kaepernick thing, and then Jalen Hurts last week has a similar performance. Uh, but I just think that uh, Justin Fields, I'm expecting him to play. He practiced today in full. He was removed off the injury report, I believe. Uh, so I'm expecting him to play, and I think that his legs are going to be the difference maker. I still think that Green Bay should win. Um, but I think that Chicago can keep it close. Once again, divisional game, underdog. I tend to favor the underdog in those divisional matchups uh, on top of the, the running quarterback thing. All right, well, I'll go with Green Bay. Um, we mentioned, you know, when we broke down the Jets uh, game between them last week, Chicago's offense, not very, or sorry, defense, not very good. And they like said, lost Ajax for the rest of the year. Like, I don't know any difference makers that really scares me in regards to the Packers offense, which, you know, has been has been amazing, but it's been better as of recent weeks. Uh, and on the flip side, I know I mentioned you mentioned the whole, you know, mobile quarterbacks thing could be an issue, which does scare me, especially if Fields does play. Um, but especially with no Darno Mooney really only chase Claypool and maybe you can say Cole Komet to scare you in the passing game. I just feel like Green Bay will be able should be able to. Uh, you know, take those guys away in the passing game. And especially since he just got diced up by Philly last week, I would assume they're going to be come out with a better plan of attack. Like, I don't know, it just seemed like in the first, especially in the first half last week, I don't know, they just didn't expect them to run as much with Jalen Hurts. I think like, it's like they didn't expect that. And obviously with uh, Justin Fields, already played him once, you know, earlier in the year. So they kind of have a feel for a little, for a little bit of what the offense wants to do. Obviously, uh, Chicago's offense has evolved since then, as we've seen. Uh, but, you know, to maybe I'm factoring in the Justin Fields injury. Who knows how much that might hamper him running or and or throwing. Uh, so I'm going with Green Bay, you know, kind of a desperation thing. And, you know, Aaron, 
quote unquote owns Chicago. So I'm assuming he's going to want to, you know, at least get that win, go to the bye week. And then, you know, we'll assess, like we've mentioned last few, we'll assess what happens at the quarterback position going forward. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going Green Bay. I think we cover and obviously win. So we will see, uh, obviously, another, our fifth disagreement there. Uh, so now we head over uh, to the Browns, where th- the Cleveland Browns are favored by seven and a half, going to Houston. Uh, Deshaun Watson will be back for this game, and I'm assuming starting. So uh, that is obviously the big headline there. John, how do you think, do you think Houston will get their revenge and, you know, maybe get their second win of the year? Or do you think Cleveland takes care of business and covers the spread? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am going with Cleveland here. I know the spread's rather large, and I know there's some off-the-field concerns and drama and all this kind of stuff going on here. But Houston's just not a very good team, and they struggle to stop the run. And they're going against Nick Chubb and the Browns run attack. And I know Deshaun Watson's going to be playing and I think he's going to be very hyped up and people might think he's going to come out there and dominate. And he might. But honestly, I think the game plan is going to be, well, Deshaun, you haven't played in two years, so we're going to run the ball a lot and their defense is not going to be able to stop us. And then maybe we'll do some play action, some some stuff off of that third downs you can throw and get him like 20, 24, you know, 25 throw attempts. So I don't think that he's going to come out there and light the world up. And I think because of that, that specific offensive game plan is going to directly expose the Houston's uh, the Houston Texans lack of run defense. So I'm going with Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm going with the Browns also, even though I am a little scared. I mentioned, you know, Cleveland Browns also don't have a great run defense. I mean, Houston, once you get ahead of them, you, know, you take the run, you know, they have to start throwing the ball. I mean, do we know if Kyle Allen's going to, I'm assuming he's going he's to be the quarterback again this week, right? I haven't mentioned that David. So, yeah, there's that. And then uh, I don't expect Deshaun to come out and light the world on fire. But like you already said, I you know they're going to lean on Nick Chubb and this Houston defense, not great in terms of stopping the run. And uh, especially being at Houston in that dome, I would assume it's a little bit familiar territory too for Deshaun. Uh, but regardless, in the dome, you know, Damari Cooper definitely plays better indoors and that gang. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Cleveland too to cover this one. Uh, you know, they're they're probably trying to obviously their season's quote unquote still alive, but they're in a pretty deep hole. But uh, yeah, I expect them to be at least trying to put the pieces together uh, before the offseason to gain some momentum going into next year with, you know, since they'll have to shot week one, hopefully uh, for them uh, next uh, next year and they can get off to a better start. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Cleveland too. just when it comes to Houston, just 
you know, Cleveland's a more talented team. So uh, we're both going Browns to cover that big spread. Got another spread with the same exact spread almost, basically. Uh, it's the Seattle Seahawks, though. They are favored by 7.5 going to the L.A. Rams. How the Rams have fallen from grace. Uh, no Aaron Donald this game as well. I'm guessing there's going to be no Matthew Stafford. I'll double check that in a second, but looks like it's going to be Bryce Perkins again. Um, so, John, do you think Seattle takes care of business or can the Rams keep it close at home? I'm not touching the Rams. I don't care if all of a sudden they you know, start covering everything. I'm just not touching them because I'm kind of expecting them to throw in the towel at this point. Like no Aaron Donald, no Cooper Cup. I'm assuming no Matthew Stafford wouldn't be shocked. Also no Allen Robinson wouldn't be shocked if we start to see, you know, Jalen Ramsey maybe get sat out just for maintaining his health. I know that he's not hurt or anything, but just to make sure, because there's really, there's no reason to play. Like they, they have almost nobody, even like their left tackle who's making $13 million a year, Joel Noteboom, he's out. Like they just, they're, they're missing too many key uh, players, too many key pieces, I'm not touching the Rams. I'm going Seattle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, as of a day ago, I'm looking through the sleep wrap. Matthew Stafford, unlikely to play week 13, you know, still in concussion protocol. Also, no Allen Robinson, just as uh, the sprinkle on top. So, yeah, not that he was lighting up the world either, but another, you know, key talent slash weapon not available. So I'm not even going to go any further. I am also going Seattle to win and cover here. Uh, but hey, maybe the Rams might have a you know kind of a pride game and keep it close, uh, for, you know, for their pride. But um, yeah, definitely super. I know people say super hangover is real, but also just they just been killed by injuries and some guys retiring. So we'll see if they can reload next year. And we'll, but we both have Seattle covering. Uh, now we go to one of the more exciting games of the afternoon, and that is uh, at San Francisco, where the 49ers are favored by four and a half. Hosting the Miami Dolphins, a little bit of bit of master versus apprentice here per se with uh, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel's. Who are you rolling with for this one, John? I'm going with the Niners, and it's for one reason only. Number one, well, to a couple reasons actually. Number one, they're at home. Uh, number two. Mike McDaniel's and the Dolphins are on on the hype train right now, and I just think that. I don't know, protégés oftentimes, you know, maybe there's a little bit of, a little bit of gamesmanship of like the guy that you're coming from, he knows what you're going to do. And I, I think that for Shanahan, he might know what, uh, what old Mike McDaniel is going to try and do in this one. So I'm going the Niners just because of that. Also the Niners, they're just, they're getting healthy right now, despite the fact that last week they kind of had some guys get a little banked up in the running back room, but they're starting to get healthy. And uh, I don't know. I think this is one of those ones where, Shanahan's going to know the explosive weapons they got on the other side, and he's going to do everything in terms of defense to stop that, but also really limit them and their time of possession uh, on the offensive side as well. So I'm going with the Niners. Another disagreement. I'm going with Miami. I think the Niners will take care of business and win, but I think, you know, Miami, especially the defense could pose some issues for them. Um, Although that that would be a very interesting matchup because it is a very aggressive Miami defense too. So we'll see how much, you know, if they try to be a little more conservative and make Jimmy G, you know, make some plays. Uh, but, you know, Niners run game hasn't been great in recent weeks. So that's a concern. Um, but on the flip side, I do think that the San Francisco will slow down this 
you know, this passing attack. But my question is just for how much and how long, because, you know, you have to defend both Jalen Waddle and uh, obviously Tyreek Hill. And we know they have, you know, pretty good front seven. And, you know, Fred Warner is if out one of the best or the best, one of the best, you know, coverage linebackers. And they have good safeties on the backside. But I just still worry that uh, Miami's going to find ways to, you know, get their playmakers the ball, similar to how San Fran does. And it's just it's just so hard to cover both those guys. And if you cover both those guys, then, you know, you have Gasecki one on one. I, I think Miami will at least keep it close. Wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, win here. Uh, but I, I, yeah, if I had to pick, though, I do think San Francisco wins this game. But uh, I think it's going to be a close one. So uh, I'm throwing the needle a little bit there. Uh, but So I'm going Miami. John's going San Francisco to cover. So we will see what happens uh, in that matchup. Uh, now we go to a rematch of the AFC championship game from last year. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs favored by two and a half going to Cincinnati. So a different setting. Last year was in Kansas City. This one in at Cincy. Bengals been quietly kind of, you know, rising back up to AFC. Likely to get Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon back for this one. So that could be huge. John, where are you leaning for this one? I'm riding with the Bengals. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like... Jamar Chase is going to have a really big game. There's been some trash talk between him, Hayden Hurst, T. Higgins versus Justin Reed. Uh, really random kind of thing where Justin Reed's calling out Hayden Hurst. Kind of random. But I, I just think that Jamar Chase, I feel like he's in store for a big game. They're going to try and get him involved early and often. I think that Joe Mixon coming back can help the run game quite a bit. And also I think that the the Bengals offense is just playing on a really high level right now. And I do think the Chiefs are going to be able to play at a high level as well. But I trust the Bengals defense right now more than I do Kansas City's. And so I think this could turn into a shootout. And I don't know. I just got a feeling that Cincinnati's going to come out on top. Yeah, that part I agree with you with. I, I have more confidence in the Bengals defense as a whole. Um, and I will say Bengals offensive line, too. We mentioned this against Tennessee. They've been better in recent weeks. They haven't been letting Joe Burrow get killed. Now, granted, Bengals, too, have been a little more patient with the run game, probably because Jamar Chase has been out. So I think that's, in a way, helped their offensive line kind of shape into form, live up to the expectations that most of us had before the season that it would be better than last year. Uh, but I just feel like, you know, the Chiefs, they they love these type of games where, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder because Cincinnati beat them last year. And, yeah, you know, and they should have won that game last year because they're up at, you know, they're up at halftime at home. I just think that's going to provide some motivation. Kansas City's also a better, well-rounded team. They're more willing to commit to the run, too. Um, I am a little bit scared, too, that no Tyree kills. And that, and that's always a factor. I think this may be a game where you know we really do see that come to light, that they may miss him a little bit just to make things easier on you know Travis Kelsey and everyone underneath. Uh, and they don't still know Nicole Hardman, so not even a, it's not even that Hardman could maybe take up that role. Kadarius Tony. Uh, last I saw, he was still, I'm not sure, you know, what the update today was, but he was still questionable with the hamstring issue. So a little scary, but Sky Moore has been, you know, contributing recently and Mahomes has still been balling out. So I'm leaning with Kansas City. I think their well-balanced offense, you know, could, you know, they have to obviously lean on them this game. And I'm anticipating Chris Jones to, you know, make a play or two because uh, he's quietly become, you know, obviously not Aaron Dahl level, but he's probably at right now, if not the best, one of the best, you know, defensive tackles as he always is. Uh, 
but he's been playing really well recently. So I expect him to make a few plays and we'll see if Justin Reed can live up to the trash talk and such. But it's just funny because he wasn't even on the team last year, but whatever. Um, I guess it's good that he has his team's new teams back anyway. Uh, but uh, so that will be interesting to see how that revenge game or, that, you know, rematch goes. Uh, and to give another rematch, this was we have one another one here, but their division uh, rival. So but this one carries a little more weight because it is the Las Vegas Raiders at Las Vegas favored by one and a half against the L.A. Chargers. And the game I was referencing, you know, was last year, week eight, 18, where, you know, they tie, they go, both teams go to the playoffs and there's a whole, oh, well, Brands, regardless, is a whole other thing. Remember, Raiders won that one. Uh, how do you think this uh, game goes, John? I'm rocking with the Chargers underdog. I know that we're in Las Vegas, and so technically with a three-point you know, home advantage, the the line would indicate that Vegas believes the Chargers are better, uh, which I do. Th- I think they are, but I think they're a little bit better than one and a half because if you take the one and a half point favor for the Raiders, and you you know add the or you subtract the uh, home field advantage, they're basically saying the Chargers are like a one and a half point favorite um, on like a neutral field. I think the Chargers are a little bit better than that. I think with Keenan Allen finally healthy, like that's kind of like your safety blanket, the guy you got all the chemistry with for Justin Herbert. I think Eckler can have some success here. I think that despite the offensive line issues, the Raiders just haven't been able to consistently get pressure unless it's Max Crosby and you can divert extra attention to him. So I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Uh, I'm hoping the Raiders offensively, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr can have a good game because I have them both in fantasy. Um, But I'm going to go with the Chargers here to win and cover. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Well, another disagreement in the books for us because I'm going with the Raiders, especially, you know, coming off that big game from Josh Jacobs. We've mentioned the Chargers run defense has not been great. And I think that will be a big issue is Josh Jacobs in the run game. And then we've seen you know, Devonta Adams and you know and other contributors in the past game do enough. Uh, and on the flip side for the Chargers, I mean, life's been tough for this offense. They can't really run the ball. No Mike Williams. I know Keen Allen still contributing, and obviously, obviously Austin Eckler. But I just feel like the Raiders might have a good plan of attack to slow down the short to intermediate pass game that they've kind of been stuck with. The LA Chargers been doing that they've been stuck kind of living in. Uh, because they don't really have a deep threat and their offensive line's been lesser than uh, you know this year, obviously due to injury. So yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Raiders. I just think they kind of have their number and riding a you know a little bit of a moment wave of momentum here uh, late the season too, especially you know on the legs, literally 
of Josh Jacobs. So uh, disagreement there. I'm going Raiders. John is going with the Chargers. Uh, so now we go to your game, John. The It's... It's a Sunday nighter, right? Am I reading this right? Oof. Yep, prime time. They did probably not wish flex it out. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, it is the biggest spread of the week, too, so that goes to tell you a lot. Uh, yeah, your Dallas Cowboys, they're favored by 10.5, hosting Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts. Where are you, where are you leaning for this one, John? Uh, well, before anyone throws up a stink of, why didn't they flex this game out? I honestly just think it's because Jerry Jones has that much influence in the league. Like... Uh, especially in the owner's room. I think he's probably one of the most respected owners there. He's been there for a very long time uh, and just has probably a lot of power. So as a Cowboys fan, I agree with everyone. I kind of wish this game was flexed out. We could see like Kansas City versus Cincinnati personally, or even like San Francisco, Miami, although I know Miami got flexed into uh, Sunday night next week. So that's why I'm suggesting Kansas City and Cincinnati. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. Ten and a half point spread. It's a little bit big. Uh, the Cowboys... Dak Prescott recently has had sort of a habit of trying to be really aggressive early, and that's kind of come back to bite him with, you know, these interceptions recently. Um, and so if that happens, I think the Colts could keep it a little closer, especially early, and then maybe just the way of the game flow, they can keep it close. I still think the Cowboys should win, but even as we saw last week, like the Giants, Cowboys were up big, and they took the, the foot off the gas pedal, and the Giants backdoor covered. It you know They still lost by eight points, but they backdoor covered. So I, I think that kind of scenario could happen here. Also, the Cowboys' run defense is still you know a little bit of a concern. Jonathan Taylor in this offensive line, assuming they run the ball a lot, should be able to have some semblance of success. So I'm going to go with the Colts to cover, although I do think Dallas wins. I completely, completely agree with you. Pretty much everything you said. Um, I think the Colts keep this close, just what they've done. Their defense is very underrated, uh, kind of like with the Broncos, kind of been a saving grace of the season where their defense has kept them in a lot of games. Uh, and I don't foresee Dallas having many issues. I foresee them having control most of this game. Um, and, you know, obviously limiting, going to limit the uh, Colts passing opportunities and, you know, probably win that that battle with their defense. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think big thing will be if Dak can take care of the ball, which I assuming that's something that they're probably drilling in his head. And I think the way, too, that y'all ended the Giants game is encouraging. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, the Colts, they just tend to house a lot. And the Colts just find ways to kind of muck, kind of like the Titans, muck these games up, make it kind of an ugliest affair, even though that, you know, they really haven't had control most game. They still find ways to make it tough for you. So, yeah, I am going with Indianapolis as well. I expect them to be leaning on that run game early. And we'll see if Dallas can slow them down and, uh, you know, force Matt Ryan to win the game at this stage of his career, which has not really been the case for Matt. So um, both going Indy, but we both believe Dallas will take care of business uh, in terms of winning uh, the actual game because <laughs> they don't care about spread. Uh, but now that's the Sunday night game. So now let's go to last but not least the Monday nighter. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are favored by three and a half hosting the New Orleans Saints. Always fun to see the uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans matchup. Although, let me confirm if Lattimore's going to be playing. Uh, but nonetheless, though, Saints have kind of had Bucks numbers, or not kind of, have had the Bucks numbers uh, for basically since the Tom Brady era began. So, do you think they get them again this game, John? Or do you think the Bucks can, uh, you know, buck that trend? No pun intended. I, I just can't. I can't take Tampa Bay. I, I, I mean, like three and a half. 
these matchups between these two teams are just always so close. Like, I think really the only, like, non-close one was earlier in the season when they played, but that was also close all the way until the fourth quarter, and then Jameis Winston threw, like, three interceptions to end the game, and that's really the only reason that it wasn't close. So I, I just can't take Tampa Bay right now. I do think Tampa should win this one, but... I don't know. These these games are too scrappy for for me to feel so confident that they're going to win that uh, that I'm, I'm going to pick against New Orleans. And, and especially, you know, with the fact that it's three and a half, it was two and a half. That might be a different story. But three and a half, just too many times these teams have played and the Saints have won too many times these teams have played. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been too close. So I'm going with New Orleans here. They, they just always play them so tight. There's a lot of bad blood. And in those kind of games, things just get really ugly. And I, I can't take the favorite in that kind of situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with New Orleans also. Uh, you know, like we mentioned defense matches up well. Marshawn Lattimore is questionable for this game. Regardless, Mike Evans had had a down year this year. So, I mean, this one, I think that's that's also factored in for me. Also, the Bucks offense, like kind of one-dimensional. Their run game really hasn't been getting going. And um, I anticipate that the Saints, you know, will have a game plan, you know, knowing that the run game won't be too much of a factor. Focus on, you know, taking away the pass game, which like we've, you've mentioned, I mean, we've mentioned, they've had their number previously. So that's just, that's another disadvantage Saints right there. Um, and then, you know, Andy Dalton's done pretty well taking care of the ball. It seems to be a point of assist in the recent games. And uh, so, yeah, I expect him to definitely take care of the ball. And like you mentioned too last time, I mean, uh, Jameis, they had a, you know, just kind of forcing the issue late and the score wasn't really indicative of how close the game was for the, for the majority of the game. So I am going with New Orleans also to at least cover that three and a half. Uh, yeah, I anticipate if it, Tampa does win, which I won't be shocked, it'd be a field goal, you know, kind of a gritty, gutty 16-13 or 17-14 type game. So uh, we both are going with the Saints to cover on Monday nights. Uh, so we believe they'll at least keep it close or maybe win. Uh, so those are the picks for week 13 of the 2022-2023 season. Uh so John, and now we go to locks. And unlike last week, I remember I'm on I'm even weeks, you're odd weeks when you start. So you get to start us off. None of us got our locks last week. I think we both had one game that didn't go our way. Yeah. Locks, man, locks. Ugh, these have been tough on me. Actually, um, oh, I had one. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, we right. both got one wrong. Um I I'm gonna go with Cleveland. Okay. That's a Cleveland uh covering that seven and a half over the Texans. Yep. All right, I'm going oof, this is tough. This is tough, so tough. I'm gonna go with Seattle. I just have I'm just gonna, you know, no not trying to kick the Rams while they're down, but that's what basically what I'm doing. I'm just taking advantage of the fact that the Rams, for lack of a better word, stink right now. So Yeah. Uh I'm gonna take the Jaguars. Oof, okay, this is where it gets tough. Um, all right, I I don't think any of us have. Have you had put your Cowboys as a lock? Uh, no. I know I've I, put, I've picked, pretty much picked against the Cowboys every single week. I think. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna test some waters here. I'm gonna pick Green Bay. I'm gonna have Green Bay be a lock. Um, 
yeah, I just feel like, you know, especially if this is Rogers probable last week of this season that he might play because he's he mentioned, I think, on the McAfee podcast, he's opened up, you know, Jordan Love playing out the rest of the year. You might want to, you know, show out one more time before, you know, hanging up the cleats for the rest of the season. So I'm, I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm probably going to stop there. This is something that we've never actually encountered, and I'm, I'm not going to do this, but I would say normally because we like in games where we pick the same team, we can't both lock that game. But hypothetically, if I did want to take Chicago, I would say in the future, if we ever want to lock opposing yeah. sides, we can. Uh, but I'm not going to. I don't feel that confident in Chicago. It makes it more interesting, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because then uh, the winner scary. of that game, you know, could potentially get the locks right that week. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to go bold and I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. All right. Um, but that's it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I was thinking about that one. So I'm going to definitely, well, you know, I'm going to get bold too. I'm, I'm going with Washington. I just don't okay. have much confidence in the Giants, which I know this will be the week that the Giants, you know, prove me wrong. So, alrighty. So we both got three um, all on Sunday. Uh, so mine, uh, what was going on the list? So I have Washington. They, are favored by two and a half of the Giants, so I have to win by three or more. I have Green Bay uh, favored by three and a half against Chicago, so four or more for Green Bay. And Seattle is favored by seven and a half against the LA Rams, so that's you know eight plus there that the Green or that the Seahawks have to win by. Uh, John, I got yep. I got Tennessee plus four and a half against Philly. I got Jacksonville plus one and a half against Detroit, and I got Cleveland minus seven and a half against the Texans. Thank. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, you're right, because you picked 200 dogs. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, either John can, well, unless we both get one wrong, which has happened, like, basically every week, except for that one time I got it right. Um, I think they have a 3-0 lead, but like we just said, if John hits all three of his, he ties, and then, you know, unless I hit all three of mine, I just double up on the lead I have. But, like I said, literally only one of us has gotten our locks right, and I've been having weeks where I only picked two games, so that says a lot there. Um so there's our picks and locks for week 13. Uh, as per usual, uh, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we, Like I said, I've mentioned before, but uh, we are on our YouTube, we are closing in on 1,000 subscribers there. Uh, our YouTube page is Shut Up and Ball. We also have a Facebook page also. Uh, and then we do have our Instagram, which is at Shut Up and Ball Pod, and our Twitter and TikTok, at Shut Up and Ball. And if you want to listen to us in your free time, we do have obviously have our podcast. Uh, and that is on all podcast mediums, except for, I guess, the Amazon one, which I want to clarify. But I think that one's like you have to pay for it anyway. We're on all free podcast mediums for the most part. Uh, we're not going to. Uh, if there's a day where we, we get paid to get put, to be put behind a paywall, maybe. But even then, who knows? But for that big time, we may not need the paywall. Nonetheless, we'll be back next week for our week 14, uh, you know, our week 13 reactions and our week 14 picks and spread and such but uh, otherwise hope everyone enjoys the start to their december as we're recording december 1st uh and yeah it's starting to get cold get here in texas and we've obviously seen that uh, in other places if you, you know, watch nfl or live elsewhere so winter is approaching or winter is coming as uh, one of our great shows uh game of thrones used to always say so uh yeah stay warm and such we'll see you all next week adios